to Season 4 of the Irish Baptist College podcast, Let's Talk. I'm your host, Davey Ellison. I serve as the training director at the Irish Baptist College. Uh, and here at the college, we seek to magnify Christ, advance the gospel, and strengthen the church. We do this by training men and women for Christian service in a variety of spheres. Uh, and so in this series of podcasts, we're uh, talking about surviving ministry. Uh, collectively, the, the college staff team has almost 150 years of ministry experience. Uh, and this ministry experience is ever-growing as alongside our roles in the college, we continue to be involved in various aspects of ministry in our home churches, uh, in the association more broadly, and in organizations outside of the association as well. Uh, and so we hope that by sharing something of our experience, we might encourage and equip you to fulfill your ministry whether that's as a pastor, in missionary service, working among women or with children and young people or or whatever other way in which you are serving God and his people. And we hope that these conversations will encourage you in that. Uh, And to help us with that today uh, is the college principal, uh, Edwin Yurt. So it's good to have you with us today, Edwin. Thank you. Uh, We're recording uh, just shortly after the World Cup final. I'm sure people are sick of talking about the World Cup on the run-up to Christmas, but... um, We'll mention it briefly. Did you watch the final? And if so, did you enjoy it? Yes, football's not a thing I, I watch a lot of nowadays, uh, but I have to say I watched the final and I did thoroughly enjoy it. Very entertaining. Yes, I, w- I think I would make the case for that being one of the most exciting uh, World Cup finals in a yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah, I have a very vague recollection of the 1966 one, but uh, the less said there, the better. Yeah, that's beyond my memory. <laughs> okay, well, super. You're um, with us today to talk about ministry. Um, in our first season of podcasts, we talked about um, your conversion, a little bit of your, your testimony. Obviously, that's vital in leading you into ministry. But was there anything else that kind of happened that led you into, into pastoral ministry and now theological training? Yeah, I think that the the thing I would put my finger on most is really a very definite sense of call, which began to emerge after I'd left secondary education and gone to Jordanstown to train in social work. And I, I really spent a lot of time getting involved from the very earliest stage in the Christian Union at Jordanstown. Mm. Um, so I, I was quite involved serving in committee life in that. And then at the same time, in my home church in Mackerfelt, I was involved in teaching a Sunday school class and also <laughs> leading a youth fellowship. So I think those two things together combined to uh, give me a sense that the Lord may be taking me on into something different uh, to social work in, okay. in the days to come. And did that call precede those areas of service or did they kind of, did one inform the other? or? It's maybe hard to distinguish, but it's a very difficult thing. When I when I look back at my boyhood, I I would probably identify myself as a fairly shy kind of retiring individual. And, I find that and, hard to believe. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah perhaps. <laughs> but I, I I remember standing at the front of primary school pupils reading poetry and and that kind of thing on my knees knocking thinking mm. i could never <clears throat> be somebody who does this kind of thing uh, really effectively but it's interesting just the way the lord takes and develops uh, a person so yeah. it may be that there was some kind of latent call there 
uh, at a very early stage, but it only began to materialise and become a, a very definite sense of conviction, I would say, at the university stage. Mm. Yeah. Just highlights the importance of, of serving where you are in whatever ways are, yeah. are open to you at a particular yeah. time. That, that kind of helps. Yeah, Archibald Alexander of, uh, of Old Princeton talks about the internal call and the external call mm. uh, on the people of God. And uh, the internal call is that growing sense of conviction. The external call then is the confirmation of that by God's people. Yeah. And that very definitely happened in, in my context in the in the local church in Mackerfeld. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm not going to put a number on it, but you've been in ministry for, for a wee while. Um, mm. As you've served in ministry, um, what resources have been helpful to you? And maybe that's, you know, a sermon that you heard at one point or a particular yeah. book you read or conferences you've gone to or something something else. But what, what kind of resources have been helpful um, to you over your ministry experience and, and life? Yeah, I mean, I would say, first of all, people have been very influential. So in terms of preaching, which I think does help to shape and mold you a bit, mm. uh, uh, preaching, first of all, the sermons of, of Pastor Jim Smith, who was my, my pastor in Mackerfeld days. Yeah. And uh, he really modeled for me at a very early stage the value of systematic exposition because he was okay. uh, uh, preaching through books of the Bible and themes mm. Uh, in a very helpful way and I still have some of those old notes in a, in a mm-hmm. file somewhere in a, in a filing cabinet uh, and then outside of that others like uh, more internationally known figures like like uh, John Stott of All Souls mm. um, I, I would also mention Dick Lucas of St. Helens and Eric Alexander of St. George's Tron uh, and uh, um, whenever I, I eventually clear out my library there there's quite a few old tips of eric alexander's <laughs> there which i have no idea what i'm going to do with but uh, he was quite formative really and okay. just thinking about preaching as uh, certainly much more than a cerebral exercise but mm. uh, uh, there was a warmth of devotion with eric alexander uh, that really uh, took it up a level so that you were engaging with people's felt needs at the okay. same time as as uh, uh, preaching God's word. So I, I'd mention those three, and then uh, of course books. Um, uh, I've I've always been uh, a great reader. I remember very early days. Uh, I was quite often to be found in the public library just borrowing books, mm. and uh, I so I built up a reasonable sized library over the years. Not that everything in it has been read. But uh, just a range of material uh, from the theological, the church history, which is still a, a passion of mine, and, and the, uh, the ministry side of things, and then good biography, which I think is indispensable in any uh, form of ministry. Um, and above and beyond that, then, non-Christian literature, which I think it's, it's vital for anyone uh, thinking of leadership uh, to, to read books particularly, I think, biographical books, uh, helping us to understand what makes people tick, uh, what what shapes people's thinking, uh, and uh, books about great events and so on. All of that's very important. So rather than actually any particular kind of book on ministry being helpful, just the 
the fact of reading and reading widely yeah. has yeah. been has been helpful. It's in the sweep of literature, I think. Um, yeah, obviously, everybody has their favourites, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, I I think that uh, uh, you know one that springs to mind immediately is is uh, that great biography of John Newton by Jonathan Aitken. I mean, that's that's mm. that's a superb book. Uh, there, are, there are other theological books that I would mention. For example, um, uh, Bruce Milne's Know the Truth was always mm-hmm. a book that I kept very close uh, beside the Bible because it was uh, a book that was clearly based on Scripture and very helpful uh, in uh, shaping the way you think about what good Christian doctrine is. Now, that's at an introductory level, yeah. and I would recommend that to to all Christians to have a book like that mm. on, on your shelf. And the other thing I would mention that, that was formative in, in ministry uh, was the whole uh, uh, business of attendance at conferences. Mm. And yeah. so the, the, the two that I'd, I'd mention particularly in that connection are our own pastor's conference, which happens the first Monday and Tuesday of March every year. Yeah. Uh, and I think I've only maybe missed one possibly two of those over the years, but uh, uh, that that's a great time for sitting under God's word, having fellowship with uh, other colleagues in ministry, and it's just a tremendous time of fellowship. And then the Evangelical Ministry Assembly in London was one that mm-hmm. uh, I and a, a colleague, Leslie Hutchinson, attended for well, he a little bit longer than me, but for the, in the region of about 20 years we were, mm-hmm. were attending that. Uh, and again, that was uh, that was hugely influential in my thinking about how to actually handle the Bible, and particularly someone like Dick Lucas, who did expositions for expositors over many years at those conferences. Yeah. Uh, that was very formative for me. On conferences, is it primarily the content that comes from the front that you appreciate, or is it the, the rubbing shoulders with, with other people in the same situation and scenario as you or better both maybe i think it's a bit of both uh, it has to be a mix surely uh, you you want to be fed by god's word yeah. and, and uh, sharpen your thinking as well so the content has to have some some input there uh, but it, primarily for me i'd say it's the connection with others and yeah uh, the like of going to ema the travel across and the uh, just the chat and the, the fellowship and the fun that's involved in that as well. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Um, one other resource that you did have, um, and this was at the beginning of your ministry, was theological training. Um, you actually studied at the, the Irish Baptist College, not here in Moira. It was in Belfast at that point. But mm-hmm. um, what what way did that equip you for ministry? Um what way was theological training beneficial um, as you reflect on, on your experience in pastoral ministry? Yeah, I think it provided a, a, a sound, solid base for future ministry. So uh, if you think of going into ministry without theological training, and I know there are exceptions to this rule. People often cite C.H. Spurgeon as a, an mm-hmm. exception to this rule. Though interestingly, he very quickly, uh, after he went into ministry, formed his pastor's college. Mm-hmm. So uh, he obviously valued the, uh, the the ministry of theological education. But uh, I, I, I would say that it provided that basis for me to, to build on. So okay. theological education is not uh, is not 
making you the finished article. And uh, mm-hmm. we say this to our students here at IBC, yeah. that uh, you, you really have uh, made a start now to be uh, 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 the eternal student, if you like, because you, you will continue to study God's word and read good literature and, and learn and, and hone your skills. Mm. Uh, so it provided that base for me at a number of levels, I think, um, theologically, biblically, and practically, because at, at, at that early stage, uh, practical placement <coughs> was still yeah. very much a part of what we did in, in the Irish Baptist College. And so I learned... I learned a good bit through that uh, formal placement and then being involved in the local church at the same time is so important. Mm. Okay, that's that's helpful. Um, you've <coughs> obviously had lots of um, input from different areas um, throughout <coughs> ministry life. Um, I'm, I'm asking maybe an impossible question here. What is the single best piece of advice that you've received and would like to pass on to others considering... Um, ministry or perhaps in ministry and um, perhaps there's not one piece of advice maybe there's a couple <laughs> that you want to uh, reflect on but what what are the what are the pieces of advice that stick in your mind that, that you'd like to to share with with others yeah I, probably three things i i think first of all uh the bible make sure that that any stance you take any position you hold uh any uh kind of uh, direction you move in is conditioned and guided by the principles of Holy Scripture. Mm. Uh, it's very easy to uh, uh, go off on a tangent without reference to God's Word. And it's our sure guide, uh, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, the psalmist says. So uh, I think that that would be the first thing, make sure that Scripture is our guide. Um, the The second thing I, I think is make sure that you keep good friends because the, there is a big danger in isolationism. Mm. And one of the things we're often saying to our students here, and I think it's a good principle for all Christians, actually, not just those in leadership, that we, we cannot live our lives independently of others. No man is an mm. island, the, the poet John Donne said. And that's very true, because uh, if we isolate ourselves, then we're, we become vulnerable to, for example, the attacks of the devil. Uh, so I, I I think that the value of good friends over the years has been something that has mm. really helped me, uh, encouraged me, strengthened me. So I commend that to others. And then the other is a, a, the third thing is really a, a a very short and simple piece of advice from William Still of Gilcomston South in Aberdeen, and uh, William Still said this on one occasion quite famously: uh, some meddling ministers think they can sort out everybody's problems god is not quite so confident and when i when i think about that <laughs> i think of pastoral situations that maybe i found myself in over the years where i thought i can do this and then i discovered that really i couldn't do it and that at the end of the day the lord was going to have to sort out some protracted issues yeah. that human wisdom was not able to resolve so i I'd say that uh, cast yourself on the Lord rather than be confident in your own uh, problem-resolving ability. Mm. So what is that all about? I suppose patience. Uh, God is a God of patience, and we need to we we need to take the long view sometimes yeah. rather than jump in with both feet and think we can solve a thing very quickly. Yeah. 
it just strikes me listening to you that your, your three pieces of advice all uh reaffirm our limitations <laughs> as you think about mm. scripture friends and uh yeah that quotation we need to be reminded that uh, we're limited in different ways and all mm. those things do that for us yeah that, that's definitely helpful when it comes to ministry um slightly different question then so not necessarily for those in ministry but for those looking on to those who are in full-time paid ministry, how, how can we best help those who are in that? So whether that's our pastor in our local church, what can we do to, to help them? Or or perhaps some of our listeners are in local churches where some of our students are from here at the college. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what can a Christian who's a member of a local church, you know, what can they do to, to best help and support their pastor or perhaps others training for for ministry of some description yeah christian leadership is can be a lonely uh, position and uh, uh, leadership can uh, bring enormous challenges with it Mm -hmm. and I, i look back to the time of the pandemic which was a particularly difficult time for the christian church as a whole and for leadership particularly uh but now that we're kind of easing out of that uh, it doesn't mean the challenges of leadership have gone away. They they are many and, and, and complex. Mm. And I think that pastors need to know that people are standing with them, that they are supporting them prayerfully and practically in whatever way uh, uh, the, the local church members can do that. So I'd encourage people thinking about your pastor uh, to pray regularly for him. Uh, make sure that you encourage him. It doesn't mean you have to tell him that he's wonderful and that every sermon he preached was absolutely fantastic, the greatest <laughs> thing you ever heard. Uh, uh, there's, a li- there's a little thing in all of us uh, who preach that we seek affirmation. Mm. And if nobody says anything, we can we can feel a little bit downhearted. Um, but there there's a danger in always seeking affirmation yeah. and so there, there's a little bit of balance in that but i would say encourage your pastor stand with him pray for him uh, and then with regard to students in training uh, they too need support and encouragement some of these students have stepped out of uh, 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 well-paid jobs they've mm-hmm. stepped out of uh, uh, another uh, life context and they they've launched out in faith to train for whatever ministry God may have for them. So they, if they're not married individually, and they, if they are married with their families, their wife and children perhaps, uh, need support and encouragement as well. And there are all kinds of ways to do that. If there are students at the Irish Baptist College, then uh, pray regularly for them. uh, I'd say to people, uh, uh, follow our prayer diary, uh, go online to our social media outlets and, and, and follow that. Uh, and then uh, I'd say consider supporting our students practically as well and the ministry of the college through that so that whatever financial needs they might have uh, uh, will be met and that they don't have to worry about where uh, how they're going to pay the next bill. And we're so grateful, let me say, uh, having made that comment, we're so grateful for our churches and the support they give to us and individuals who are supporting generously mm, yeah. uh, individual students Definitely. at the college. But I just encourage people to to give thought to that. And if you're not already doing it, it's something that uh, 
maybe in the new year now in 2023 you might like to consider and we've got our gospel guardians initiative as well yeah. uh, which is a way to support the the ongoing ministry of the college and that would certainly be worth considering excellent excellent i'm going through one more question in that uh, i've not uh, forewarned you about um Maybe there's a there's a pastor or or someone who's in some sphere of ministry listening and they kind of feel at the end of their tether and think, oh, I can't do this. I can't survive ministry. This is the end. Is there a piece of encouragement that you might share with them? Um, just if if someone's listening and they're on that kind of, you know, you've talked about the pandemic and the toll it's taken. Maybe it's starting to show. Um, what, what what kind of advice or encouragement would you offer someone facing that scenario? Yeah, don't uh, don't bottle this up. Uh, I think that we we are not good sometimes at uh, admitting our own weakness hmm. and and our own um, uh, inability to feel that we can cope. Um, yeah. the, there are people who who temperamentally perhaps are are more prone to feeling melancholic mm. a bit down uh, and and uh, who, who need support who need uh, people to rally around them so I'd say to someone like that talk to someone if you have uh, a good confidant or uh, a group of friends uh, mm. maybe some kind of fraternal that you're involved in uh, uh, open your heart to people that you can have confidence in uh, and talk to them about that and uh, uh, that problem shared will certainly be a problem that has helped. Uh, and of course, uh, the Lord knows our weakness in all of this, and we need to bring this constantly before him as well. Uh, but I think those challenges are not to be underestimated. And so it's better to share them and seek to carry them uh, in a shared capacity rather than on our own. And I often mm. say this, particularly if it's, say, a pastor who has trained here at the college, we've often said to our graduating students, uh, that these these doors are still open. Please come and talk to us. If you want to lift the telephone, you can talk to us in complete confidence. And our association director, Dave Ramsey, uh, yeah. of course, has an ongoing ministry in that regard, and he's uh, very open to talk to folk in confidence as well. Yeah, excellent. And that, and that goes back to some of the advice you shared. You know, you need a good set of friends around you so that whenever things are slightly difficult, you can turn to someone. Well, that's been uh, very helpful um, and, uh, yeah, enlightening to hear a little bit from, from you, Edwin, on that and surviving ministry. So thank you uh, very much for joining us um, today. Thank you uh, very much. Thank you uh, for listening to Let's Talk. Uh, the Irish Baptist College is committed to training men and women for gospel service here in Ireland and across the globe. Uh, if you're interested in preparing for ministry at a theological college that is both academically rigorous and vocationally focused, then I want to invite you to explore the opportunities available to study uh, with us here at the college. You can do that by visiting irishbaptistcollege.org to find out more. Uh, there are some open events planned for January and February, and if you go to the events page on our website, uh, you'll find all the necessary information there. Uh, I am happy to say that the college is now open for applications for September 2023, and uh, I hope to see one from you. Until next time.